Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate. From the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. You guys, my next guest just told me I'm doing too much. Um, no, I'm joking. <laughs> Our next guest is, uh, you guys, she's been on the pod before. She is one of my favorite people. She is super, super funny. Uh, I do enjoy her sister a hair more than her, but uh, you guys know her. You love her from the great sick of Texas, Kate Legaco. Kate, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> so just to explain to people, you have a sister, Kara, and you guys yes. work together in a design company, right? Yes, yes. And she just recently left my apartment about two hours ago. She's been basically living here since the election for emotional support. Do you give her that emotional support? Is it working for no, her? No, she just takes it like sisters do. We've just been <laughs> like uh, drinking buddies basically for a week. <laughs> that would have been so much better if I had drinking buddies during the election. You know, like... Doing the election yeah. with your dog is different than doing your election with your friend, you know? Yeah, I don't know how old I'll be before I don't need, like, an emotional support buddy, like, during these times, because I needed it. 
they have emotional support dogs, but that's a great idea. Like you should be able to rent out emotional support buddies, like guys and girls yes. that like support you emotionally, you know? Yeah. I do worry about like in that vulnerable state, annoying them, which is something I don't worry about with a sibling. You can just annoy them, yell at them, you know, cry, scream, and everything's okay. <laughs> I was thinking this, like, do you ever, if heaven exists, do you ever mm -hmm. think like, I, I, like, I keep thinking of like perks. I hope like involve heaven. Like, I hope that you're able to check out somebody's thought patterns. Like you get access to their thoughts in a specific moment. Cause I was talking about in terms of like Kelly Ben Simone's uh, only fans. Like, why did she think to do that? Like who would like, would you want to know like, Oh, I would love to know what my sister thought at this specific moment in time or somebody in your life. Like you would need, you would get to know the truth and what they actually thought. Well, to be fair, if Kelly Ben Simone's going to heaven, I'm going to hell immediately. Um, <laughs> well, I do no. not want to Wait. Be... Oh, okay. You're choosing to go to hell. I was like, if she's going, you're definitely going. I'm turning right around if I see Kelly Ben Simone. But um, actually, I think uh, sometimes with siblings, you can almost, you're, you're kind of already in their head um, through facial expressions and mannerisms. So I more think that about actually my parents because I think parents hold back a little bit. Oh, so you want to know if they thought like less like, but wouldn't that like, so you get to heaven the first day you get yeah. to like check out the thoughts. And then all of a sudden you hear your parents like think some nasty shit about you. Wouldn't that really just bum your first day out in heaven? It would if I already didn't know that I wasn't their favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been emotionally, you've been emotionally preparing for heaven your entire life. As a middle child, yes, yeah, my whole life. <laughs> Which, by the way, that's her Instagram handle, you guys. It's Middle Kate, M I D D L E Kate. Uh, what are you? Are you? Are you the same on TikTok? I'm Middle Kate forty nine on TikTok because I was slow to TikTok, which you still are hedging on. Which so you had um, you had four, you had forty eight Middle Kates before you that were yeah, like. Well, I I chose my old uh, basketball number, um, which is a high number because I've mentioned before I was a very hefty child. So the high numbers went to the largest sizes and it's just a part of who I am. So but also what a way to drop in that you're like a, that you're athletic. Um, yeah, Ryan, I, I, you know, I took up tennis in quarantine, so I'm, I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah. I remember the playing, wasp. I remember played uh, football at my junior high in Kansas and I just, you know, it's like when you just know something's not your thing, you know, like all the guys were faster than me. All the, Like there's like this. I'm not helping anybody like the there's no like I'm doing the drills and all that stuff, which, by the way, football is so dumb. There's literally drills where you just like the one exercise was just like, OK, just run at this guy and try to hit him as hard as you can. He's going to try to hit you as hard as you can. Like that's yeah, the exercise. Yeah. Um, if Bill and Becky have any of those tapes of you doing that i will venmo them because i would love to see just from getting to know you online i just can't see it they probably have like the tapes of like the the crying sessions afterwards like i just like i mean like yeah. i was probably the only one on the field going like are you kidding me we're just like the goals just to hit each other as hard as we can like this yeah. like nobody sees that this is crazy except for me I watched uh, my sister Kara in Powder Puff, which is, you know, you get the cheerleaders and she was on the Palm Squad. And I watched her hit a girl, push her down and then like walk over her. Like, because girls are even worse if they do that flag football. Woo. It's tough. <laughs> it, I, I watched Kara, who's 5'10", and I was like, oh, my God, girls are savage. If girls played football, it would, 
I know they don't think that girls sports bring in revenue, but trust me, <laughs> I think it would. <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, then I tried long distance running after football, and oh god, yeah, that was another like idiotic move. But it thankfully I have a my mom loves him. I have a bloodline that runs through my ureter. Um, so it aggravated that bloodline, I guess. What? Yeah. I don't know. I all I know is that like my mom still loves it. Like I was at like a party or something or like, no, it was some party. And all of a sudden I overheard my mom talking to strangers going, well, he has a bloodline that runs through his ureter. Like she's telling like private medical information, just like randomly to strangers. Oh, I mean that, uh, I mean, that's a mom move, um, but my mom's a nurse, so I would be like, that would seem totally normal to me with my parents both being medical. They say all kinds of inappropriate medical stuff at, like, dinner tables, so. <laughs> well, and then uh, does your parents do that? Well, like, my mom has, like, started this, not a newish thing. It's been for the last couple of decades, but, like, she makes up, like, she acts like she knows exactly what everybody's doing, and she'll make up, she'll... Uh, She'll just make up what she, like I, I don't I don't know how to explain it, but it'll be like she'll get like information that my friends are doing on Facebook, but she'll kind of mm. treat it like she like they told her personally, you know, like oh. oh no 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 yes no Danielle had a lovely dinner the other night I uh, it was great they had a great time <laughs> and she'll personalize it and I'm like you saw this on Facebook like what are you doing you know? Well, my mom's not on um, social media except oh, for. Oh, must be good. Guess what? She downloaded TikTok. <laughs> what if she's so better she at watched, TikTok than you? Yeah, she basically just views dog videos because she's into her second act in life is like dog therapy group. So oh. I just walk by her and I can hear like some stupid like dog video and she's smiling. I just. Classic boomer parent move. My dad tagged me in a Facebook post yesterday <laughs> from eight years ago. Like eight oh, yeah, years ago. That. Like I'm like, all of a sudden I get your William Bailey tagged you in a post and I go to it and it's something he wrote from eight years ago to a housing development company that showed him around the house going, thank you for the baseball tickets. Our family will very much enjoy it. And then my dad tagged me in it yesterday. Like what? what's going on there? <laughs> My dad has learned Instagram, but not the tagging or, and I don't think they understand about stories. It's, it's too hard. I would just, I would be like, wow, dad, good job. My, well, I think I've told this story before, but my dad one time called me in LA and he's like, you're, Hey, Hey, your old friend, Chris Mercy, you got to talk to him. And I go, why? What happened? He goes, he stole one of our family pictures and put it online on Facebook and he put it online and you got to find out how he got it, why he's doing this. And you got to tell him to stop, you know, it's our family pictures. And what it was, was I posted a family photo of us from the eighties when we were kids and Chris Mercy commented on it. And my dad saw it and thought Chris Mercy posted it. Oh, oh my God. Uh, I, I've had that issue once before when I used to work for racist alcoholics, they thought is that, that their dog- is that a, is that a company or what is that? Yeah, basically, they would be the fucking CEOs. Um, but they, they, their daughter was on like Instagram, and they were like, "These like ISIS, like whatever people are following my daughter." No, their daughter was finding all kinds of. She was searching like hashtag cats, Ryan, like cats, <laughs> and so she was finding all these accounts from all around the world. I'm like, look, they're coming out. I was like, your daughter did that. 
she's following them, you Nimrod. I know. Like, yeah, I mean, I know this is like against freedom and stuff like that. But like, I wouldn't be violently opposed to like having to get a license to have to be able to use social media. Like you need to prove you're emotionally capable of it, that you're, that you're, you know how right. it works. It's like driving like a test drive. Like, or you could just move to parlor. Oh, parlors. What is that? Like the right wing thing? Yeah. Or the, 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 that basically has no censorship. So you can, Oh God, um, that's gotta be a can, mess. Oh yeah. I mean, you wait, can, do you, are I, you on parlor? Of course. Yeah. yeah of oh, course. No, why I add something yeah. else to your, Oh, yeah, I can't even engage in like in a funny way with that kind of stuff. It's just too much for me. It's yeah, too it's, much. Well, yeah, but like, I mean, I my my home state did not have one blue county in the election, and they and like my hometown is like super diverse and low income and military. Like they had no business going red. I'm just like, oh, that's why we're so low in education and teen pregnancy. Got it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> it's- it is funny how they were going to say that they were like, Texas is going to flip blue. Texas is flipping blue. And then it was like not even close, you know? Just, just well, just all the cities do. So that's nice. I do live in a blue paradise here. I live in a blue county, blue city. Where's that um, at? In a re- yeah. <laughs> Dallas. Oh, Dallas. Okay. Yeah. Dallas, Houston, Austin. They all went blue. And so actually shout out to Tarrant County, which is Fort Worth. Um, I believe they eventually turned blue, which is big because it's a little bit more conservative than Dallas. So, wow, I didn't I'm, know that. That's interesting. But you know what? I have faith because uh, doing a lot of research on Queen Stacey Abrams and what she's done in Georgia. And from what I can tell, she's been at this for like a decade. So yeah. I'm well, Kate, are you going to do that for Texas? Are you going to start pounding the pavement? Uh, yes. Had the pandemic not been so um, <laughs> debilitating and me not, you know, me like you, like, constantly visiting our parents who are over 60 i i would have but um uh, i definitely have dipped my toe in involvement and have some great friends that like i have a friend that like got registered to people to vote and like sit outside beyonce concerts <laughs> like oh my god like, i would do that regardless I, of like i would just do yeah. that i usually do that anyways just sit outside yeah. beyonce concerts um my my uh it is weird you know you mentioned hanging out with your parents is that i, mm-hmm. I this last trip back i was like uh, I think it's been too much, you know, like I'm like, this is, uh, mm-hmm. and my, mm-hmm. and my, my parents don't listen to the podcast really. So they only listen to themselves. So I think I'm safe Naturally. in saying this, but it was like, I was like, this is, I've never seen my parents this much since I lived with them, you know, when I right. was a kid and it's too much, like it is too much. And my mom's already talking Thanksgiving and Christmas. And I'm like, holy shit. How do I have the two biggest holidays ahead of us still, you know? Ryan, you read my mind. I had the argument yesterday um, because my mom sent out the group text like, hey, um, for Thanksgiving, we're all going to kind of do a two week cutoff date where, you know, we make sure we're not around anyone without a mask or wearing our N wearing our N95. So we were like, what's the cutoff date? And I said, you know, do you want a 10 day or a 14 day? And she said 10. So I counted and I was like, "Okay, this is the cutoff day. And she mentioned a day like four days earlier and I was like excuse me and she was like yeah I thought you guys can y'all come home like Monday at Thanksgiving and that's when I knew Ryan like I flipped my shit I was like I just left you like no 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 like (laughs) she was like another week and I just felt like my whole body turned like heat and I was like no I can't well it's like like five months there well and then like my like I 
and no offense to my mom and stuff like that. She decorated the house really beautifully, but the guest bedroom is like this tiny closet kind of bedroom. And she did like, it's, it's the hardest mattress I've ever slept on. It's like, like, it's literally like if you had stacked a bunch of books all together and then put like sheets on it. And then the, the, the pillows, like they look like pillows. If you're from the naked eye, if you walked in, you'd be like, Oh, that bed has pillows. But what it is, it's like this, like it just, what I'm assuming is just like a, piece of cardboard wrapped in fabric like there's no so at night you're just like you're praying for sleep you're like like i need to take like and it's so hot in arizona and my dad said to me he's like i like when you're home because your mom lets lets us put on the ac and she barely puts on the ac and this is like arizona it's insane is she still have that like kansas mentality of like well no well uh, here's the deal my parents we were extremely middle class they scrimped and saved I, I right. said this like we all only like never name brands like back to school right. was like Walmart or something like that. And um, I never had a problem with it, but they both retired and they're able to travel. Like, I right. mean, that money went to, to them for the most part, you know? Yeah, that's and good and for that's them. Good for them. For good them. for them. Yeah. And that's why they're uh, so you know, pissed. They, they can't travel right now. They're livid because uh-huh, this is yeah. what, you know, they don't want us to have any of their money if they ever pass. <laughs> My parents want to give us stuff and we're like, just no, spend it all because in the end they're going to have a house and we're all fine and we'll split that. But um, yeah, my parents actually tricked me into thinking that we were like struggling a little more. Like in reality, I look back and they were they were just fucking with me. They just wanted me (laughs) to think that like money didn't grow on trees and I used to just. I just used to think in my head, like, if my dad will let me get a kitty Slurpee at 7-Eleven, like, I'll be so good. And in reality, we were not struggling. Well, I mean, my parents did tell me, (laughs) my parents did tell me, uh, like, you find out more secrets about your childhood as you get older. And they did, like, my mom did tell me, like, yeah, there were a couple months. We didn't know how we were going to pay for the house, you know? And I was like, shit. Like, they really did hide that from from us. And I thought that was like, wow. But then I'll see, like, my dad with my nephew or my niece and these motherfuckers get McDonald's all the time, like all the yeah. time. Like he literally, he goes, Hey, Hey Connor, can I pick you up and take you to McDonald's? We had to beg for McDonald's. Like, I mean, like it was a once in right. a lifetime treat. He's taking this kid out three or four times at McDonald's a week. Oh, I mean, that's why we're never having uh, any kids, my sisters and I, because if they treat wait, better, wait, wait, okay, like, thank you, thank you for clarifying. I was like, I thought you meant me for a second. I was like, well, fine, we're not gonna have kids then. Yeah, I mean, if my if my parents said grandkids and they treated them better, like we would burn the house down. We would be so mad. It's just so <laughs> that's obvious. Probably like, why none of us. Well, <laughs> I, I used to say it's like. I watched my dad take my nephew across the street to a, a grocery store once. And he was like, Connor, Connor, stop. What do we do? We look left and we look right. And then we go. And I'm like, I never got taught the left, right trick. Are you kidding me? Like there's a left, right trick when you, when you turn around, you know, and when you cross the street. Hello. I mean, okay. they oh, just sorry. didn't care. They just didn't care if you lived or not, but they care about watermelon. They call it, yeah, they care about these. He's like, I feel like it's given my dad like a second lease on fatherhood, you know? Yeah. um, Ryan, like when you say about the McDonald's, when Kara and I had to go to school, college for one year, we overlapped and my parents were like, money is so tight. Like they scared me. Like I was going to Walmart and getting my groceries. I would want a candle. But I knew like that candle might be the difference of us losing our home. Like that's how much they scared me. <laughs> and in reality, if I 
cog- if I actually just consciously thought about it, they they had two children. They were paying for two schools, so they had enough money to get us both into university at the same time. We were obviously not one mortgage. Yeah. I don't know why I was so. They had me so panicked. Oh God. I do remember though, my dad giving us each like $10 to buy a gift for my mom for her 40th birthday, I remember. And she dropped us <laughs> off at the mall. And I remember like, we blew that. We should not have like been trusted with $10. Like I bought some comics, like, but I thought it was like comics my mom would like, but they're like, you know, <laughs> I was like, the gift is mom likes to see me happy. And like, we you got, know, we got, my sister did it too. We got in trouble. Like we bought ourselves and then we bought her like a pack of gum or something. And we just like try to... <laughs> And then my, that was like a bad thing. We got in trouble for that. And it it was in retrospect, I don't even know what we were thinking, but it was like, we just couldn't be trusted with that kind of money. You know, you went straight to Sam Goody and you never looked back. Goody really (laughs) did get it, you know? Um, uh, So, okay. So Southern Charm, we're going to talk, we're going to recap this second episode. What have you thought of Southern Charm up to date? I mean, I guess your history with the show and uh, what you thought of the premiere episode. Um, well, I listened to you and Kiki, um, your analysis of it and preparation. And I, um, I kind of took her lead with the whole, I'm also, I'm not watching OC because I just can't with like Kelly Dodd and all that stuff. But, you know, Southern Charm, they have something to prove. And if they were willing to address all this and show us the statues and all that, I said, you know what? Maybe they're going to do it right, so I'm going to give it that chance. So I'm on board, and I'm going to follow it through unless they give me three strikes. I'm going to give it three strikes. I already have one strike, which I'll tell you about. But um, so far, I'm I'm into it. I like the shakeup of new people, even though I wish I, um, I, wish I could have seen like that the people that left weren't just the girls. Cause quite frankly, the girls were f- more fun to watch. It's a huge, it's a guys. huge hole in the show. And you see yeah. how lazy these guys are. Cause all of a sudden the show's on their backs and they're like, Oh, fuck right. it. Uh, I guess I got a beer event we can do. Or, you know, like it's all these guy right. things or like Shep had to throw a party last episode. This, this episode, dumb and dumb and what? Like the, what? The dumb and dumber what? themed party, which is like, okay, should we do like a, k-pax themed party or like some dumb movie dumb and dumber is a great movie but if you were seeing a man near his 40s and he's throwing a dumb and dumber type party isn't that a red flag in some ways i mean if they have money like shep i'm gonna go yeah i'll go i mean i'll go Open, open bar but nobody even really dressed and what the hell was danny wearing with like I didn't understand the striped pants with the just the bow tie. Like it gave me kind of hamburger vibe. I've given up trying um. to understand Danny. I've, you know, I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I want to know more about Dick because I'm just like that failed engagement, like the fainting she had. Like I'm like, are we? So why the, are we the supposed chlamydia that that Shep gave her that we never found out okay. the correct answer. That was handled so badly. The way they were all crying, that is a one pill. Like, the way they shamed, they should have just said, so what if I had it? Who gives a fuck? I mean, it made anybody out there who's had chlamydia, like, feel like a monster, which is, like, half the fucking U.S. at this point. (laughs) So I just, I really wish they would have handled that. If she just would have been like, I mean, it's not true, but I hope it was a good time and, like, laughed. Like, instead, there was, like, she was crying like we called her a Nazi, which I guess to some people isn't even that bad now. But, like, 
come on. Like, that was just so overblown. Well, it was my, so stupid. My main question is, where do you fall on the, is John Pringle hot or not? Ah, think see, about this. Think like take your time. Think about think about how he looked on the first episode, and then think about how he right. looked on the second episode, and think about different angles of his face. Think about his mm-hmm. how he how he acts, how he talks. Uh, he supposedly kissed uh, Catherine. Um, like just think about his whole whole thing. What do you, what do you got? I'm I'm still undecided because I know it's bad. He'll probably turn out to be fucking gross. But I mean. It is really, I mean, that's the South, and I've lived in the South my whole life, so it's hard to discount every guy that looks like that. Because, you know, you're like, it's half, it's three-fourths of the population. <laughs> options. They all look like that with the patchy, um, and kind of, they kind of have a little bit of, like, meat sweats or, like, slight alcoholic. Uh, yeah, like you can, tinge, like. Tinge to them. Like, the word, um, the word, ex- the word oozing comes to mind when I think of John Pringle. Yeah. I mean, I don't expect really any man to look together at this point because I'm so jaded. So uh, the fact that he actively works was such a turn on. <laughs> okay, but he keeps saying he's into like commodities or some bullshit. Obviously, it's a job you can do anywhere. So I don't trust that because right. he moved. He left his family in San Diego to be near yeah. his emotional rock, which grow up, dude. You needed your emotional rock in your like late 30s or whatever, you know? I mean, maybe he just lost custody. I yeah, mean, that, see, that's the other thing is I, I need to look more into right. his divorce, and maybe I'll do that in tomorrow's episode—a right. a deep dive into John. Yeah, you know what? That's let me just write this down here, John <laughs> Pringle. But by the way, I just got to say though, you're wrong. He's ugly. Uh, he's ugly mm-hmm. uh, across the board. You're very wrong. Right. A lot of people are very wrong. He has a patch in his beard. I have a little patch in my right. beard as well, and I don't consider myself good looking. He's definitely not good looking. There are certain angles in his face where it doesn't work at all. There are, it's literally like I'm picturing Charleston as like a 300 person town. I, I've never been, but it must be three to 400 person <laughs> population. Cause when this guy comes into this party, everybody's like, Whoa, John Pringle, never seen anything like this before. He is a dime a dozen. I do not know why it upsets me so much, but it's like, if this guy is being talked about as like some kind of Greek God that I'm going to move to Charleston, like that's my next place to move and well, go a little bit like, Hey, Hey ma'am, how you do? Hey guys. Could I, oh, is this the old library? Oh, interesting. Oh, the I battery. Mean, mediocre, mediocre men do better than any kind of men. But like, the you way know, so. the women talked about it, the way it made me ashamed yeah. to be a part of the human species. Like the way they were like, throw, Catherine's like, I kissed, I kissed him a couple times. It's like he's just getting kisses randomly. Like I mean, just like all Madison's into. Like I, I, I'm like, am I watching the same? Is this? It made me no Madison's. That Patricia's wrong, Madison. If, if John Pringle is actually what Patricia uh, puts him on a pedestal to be, that's still not good for Madison because she is a fucking dime. She's a 10. She is like, a 10. She is a 10 sometimes. Yeah, she is a 10. No, I I, I think she is a 10. <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, she is a like, 10. I even look at angles of her like sitting and you're like, okay, I'm going to look for her cellulite just to make myself feel human again. And I don't see it. And I'm like, fuck. You know, but you know what makes like, her, you know what makes her a nine? 
Austin put, putting up with Austin the way it's yeah. like Austin like we said like the Austin's another child and she treats him like one she's like and like the the yeah. way she gasses him up about like oh I'm glad he put some coolers full of beer out here and doing this tasting I, I like to see my man work it's like dude he does one that like you praise him like he's a special needs child and like you probably yeah. she yeah. probably has less work with her actual child than she does with Austin I mean Quite frankly, their relationship is puzzling, but it's nothing that us girls haven't seen before. We all have that friend that is always going to be better, who always shoots low, always goes below the bar. Um, so it's, it's no, very because familiar. I don't think she shoots. I don't think she shoots low. I mean, obviously, she's had a very healthy uh, sex life. Obviously, from the show, she's been like with a bunch of people, which is nothing wrong with that at all. And so is Austin. I'm not trying to say that, but I'm saying she's Madison. Obvi- Madison. Madison. His video I, of him trying I to work down. That's his... how I asked for Kara to get me wine. Kara, Kara, like, you're being stupid. Honestly, could... You're being stupid right now. What'd you say? Tone. Wait, say that again. I want it as my ringtone. Oh my, my god, my ringtone. I want. Da, da, da. Medicine. Um. Yeah. But that's gaslighting, right? When you walk in on somebody with two other girls in their bed and then you're the one being called yes. stupid that's gaslighting right he's like you're crazy you're being crazy you're right crazy. now it's 7 30 in the morning madison i like how for him that was like 2 a.m like an ungodly hour <laughs> i know it's a, but see that's the deal is that like i don't know if the men can hold this show on their backs because it becomes yeah, so no. glaringly obvious how big of idiots these guys are uh, yeah, I'm going to miss Naomi. Um, I, uh, I believe she had a family, a, par- a parental death. Um, so I don't. Oh, her wanna... dad died, right? Yeah. So but I really liked, you know, going to that restaurant and the way she was more willing to call people out. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm going to miss Naomi, I think. But also, isn't it the same thing as Vanderpump Rules as you get older? It's like, why would Naomi really be hanging out with this friend group? Right. But she cut her losses, I guess, before it really went down. Um, Vanderpump just insists on being this sinking ship of like never-ending pregnancy announcements. Like, if this comes back for another season, I I don't know well, how Vanderpump Rules can come back. I'm scared. Jax is now just doing things to be like, see, this would be good TV. Like, I bet when like Jax like, <laughs> I bet when Jax, <laughs> I bet when Jax ejaculated into Britney, he goes, season nine, <laughs> season nine. I mean, is that where we are? It feels like season 30 fucking five. Yeah, it does. It feels old and it feels like when we're growing more than our favorite show cast members are, right. you know, like that's right. It's not favorite show cast members, but our favorite shows. Like when we're growing past them, it's hard. It's like, it's like one day when you, you know, when you're really into like weird owl music when you're a kid and then you get older <laughs> and you're like, it's still funny, but it's not as funny, you know? Uh, yeah, they need to just switch it to the Vanderpump Garden in Vegas and just make the move. Yeah, they have that that uh, little Sheena girl there. They have like yeah, they have real relationships at these places and that's in a fucking casino where they could go out anywhere. I mean, it's it's Vegas. I went to the, the Vanderpump Garden in Vegas. It was surprisingly good, and the goat cheese balls, as Kara would say, they slapped. They were still good. I forgot your sister is really in with the cool vernacular. Wait, when did you when did you go to so Vanderpump Gardens had to be in the last? Oh yeah, because you went for like a conference or something. I went July July twenty nineteen. 
Uh, we, were, we were so Lisa. much younger back then. You saw Lisa. I, I was standing behind her on an escalator. She was there for, I was there for Furniture Market, and she went by the Nickel Lane showroom. Nickel Lane! Nickel, Nickel Lane. Lane, which is the ugliest shit I have ever seen in it my is, life. It is, and she hilarious. really stamps her, like, she's like, we're creating a whole look together. It's all like, like, yeah. like it's like, um, it's like steampunk that could give you like need a tetanus shot for like it's all weird yes but with crystals it's just i just like i don't know i don't know a lot about decorating obviously if you see my room but it's like i don't know where the artistry is you know <laughs> could you imagine like if nicolaine did your room i would cry if i walked in and all of a sudden my room was all like steampunk and like i'm like oh no your room looks like a really nice extended stay hotel Yes, it's a, and that's really what I think of my life as, really, an extended stay. It's like stay. a coffee pot and a plant. Oh, yeah, you see the coffee pot. Well, it's because yeah. I pretty much, like, I live in, like, a dorm life now where I have, like, a mini fridge over here. And oh. I, I try not to leave my room. There's a whole bunch of piss jugs around me, like uh, Howard Hughes. Um, the Aviator was a great movie. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, so I got I, that reference right away, don't you? I worry? love but I do love when you do do, when you do do, when you do references that you're yeah. like, oh, this... Probably you can't like, I wonder what like young references are like, you know, like I wonder what their version of Howard Hughes is. Oh, but the only thing I have a problem with, like with the young generation is is I love it because they're getting involved is I saw a TikTok the other day that um, was talking about like things in movies. And it was like the actress that played Gertie didn't make the connection that Drew Barrymore was the person in E.T. E.T., And then in the comments, they were like, hey, guess what? That's Drew Barrymore. And I was like, holy fucking shit. Yeah, no shit. You you know, like. It is weird. Like, like, well, like, but you were like, I wonder what this generate, like what kids like version of the Goonies is now or they're, you know, like certain. No, not Clueless because Clueless is like they're like. No, Clueless is like a, a dark comedy, too. Like it makes fun of California, like Valley Girl life, you know? In a way. Uh, what? I mean, I guess it would have to be something from, like, br- whatever the earliest, like, Britney Spears stuff was. Like, <laughs> that's when they were born. Well, that's what, and, like, it's, like, I, I try to, like, see, like, what are the kids watching these days? But then you feel like that, like, living embodiment of the Steve Buscemi meme of, like, what's how's it going, <laughs> fellow kids? You know, with him and the skateboard. <laughs> um, okay, so Southern Charm. Yes. Um, okay, so Southern Charm, episode two, it's uh, cleverly entitled the, uh, what is it called? It's called the, um, the uh, what's town are they in? Char- the Charleston yeah. Wine, like it's called the Charleston oh. Beer and Wine Festival. That's what the title okay. of the show is. It's not even trying to be ironic. God, that didn't even, that didn't even seem like a very important part of the show either. So they must be reaching already. Yeah, I just like the thing. It was like, uh, nobody wants to come up with the title. Okay, we'll just pick, we'll pick one for you guys. Uh, All right. Do you know Craig? Is, like, I find it interesting. Craig's doing the VO work instead of Cameron because she's gone now. So Craig's always like, trying well, to the- we, he's like, well, Austin's trying to get along with Madison and Shep's <laughs> growing up, you know? So like Craig's like kind of shaky on the VO at the beginning where Cameron used to like nail that stuff. Oh, I know. She brought her Girls Gone Wild uh, knowledge, you know, from when she hosted that <laughs> video. Whoa, 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 um, whoa, 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 whoa. She hosted a Girls Gone Wild video? Yeah, didn't she do Girls Gone Wild? I, I thought that was like what? what she did before the real world. Am I wrong? Are I you shitting me? No, no. Not with you her to... Charleston upbringing. No way. I could have sworn she did like 
like a hosting thing. Cameron Southern Charm Girls Gone Live. I'm going to feel like I had a stroke if that it comes up. Cameron Eubanks. Oh my God. Cameron Eubanks hosted Girls Gone Wild. Oh, I know Little Miss High and Mighty. Oh (laughs) my God. Yeah. Well, I'm going to add that to the show notes for tomorrow as well. Fine (laughs) clip of. That really just took me back. Oh, yeah. With. uh, What's his name? What's that guy who's friends with all the Kardashians? Joe Francis. Joe Francis, who's always like, come to my house in Mexico and shoot in my bikini line. Well, there is, there's a fascinating story that I think I'm having somebody on to talk about with Joe Francis is that he got uh, kidnapped at his house and to steal money and stuff like this This is years ago. And the police report alludes to the captors shoving dildos up his butt. Where else are you going to shove them? Obviously, Ryan. I mean, by the way, and I hope, I hope they made him start that video of like, are you 18, Joe? Before I do this, can you show an ID? <laughs> can, you say, can you show us, uh, write down your birthday and hold it up to the yeah. camera? <laughs> um, okay, so. I didn't know he tried to get kidnapped. Anyway, continue. I'll, I'll put that in my notes yeah, for thank research you. later. <laughs> Just your life notes. Um, in my Pornhub search bar. <laughs> okay, so. Craig's doing the VO. We're back at the party from last week. Shep threw that Dumb and Dumber party. And, uh, you know, Catherine's up on John Pringle, Dana, Madison, and Austin. But remember, there's a guy there that Madison had sex with. And his wife is pissed that Madison is there. Madison thinks Shep set set her up. Yes. And so it's just really, and, and Shep's like, no, I honestly didn't. And I do believe Shep didn't try to set her up. Uh, yes, I thought that they would think more content would come out of this party, and when it didn't, they focused on the dumbest fucking thing they could think of, was that two prior single people in a small town accidentally fucked up. We established no that bearing. Charleston has a population of 300 people, so, like, it's definite. It no bearing on it. Yeah. It was just no bearing on anyone's relationship. It was so non-consequential. It, you might as well have been like, we once... We're at the grocery store at the same time. It was the dumbest connection. And that girl having a hysterical fit. We see Catherine flirting with John Pringle and she's touching her hair. And I just like Mm. what Catherine looks like a Catherine looks like a slow version of Jessica Rabbit. Like, I just don't (laughs) know. Like there is like she mentions there's like vinyl on her outfit or like it just looks like. If you look closely at Catherine, if you look from far away, it's stunning. But if you get closer there's a lot going on there. Are you giving, are you going into another clueless quote that she's a total Monet? Yes, she is a total Monet. Like if you look <laughs> at it, it's not the sum of its parts. Like if you, I suggest looking at her from like six feet back. From her. Yeah, it's the really. From a manufacturing plant down the. It's really <laughs> weird. Uh, so Leva and Lamar, that's the new couple right. from, uh, that they're right. adding to Southern Charm. They come in. And remember, you guys, Leva yes. is good friends with Cameron and knows that Catherine started this rumor about Cameron and her husband cheating on her and is not for it. Um, so Leva asks Craig if now's the time to go say hey to Catherine. And she just pulls Catherine. She's like, hey, will you come chat with me? And... Leva lets us know in her cartoon mind she's jumping and strangling, jumping on and strangling Catherine, uh-huh. which I think is relatable. And um, 
she's like, hey, I'm going to start by saying I'm, I was very upset at you this afternoon. Craig told me what you had said. Uh, I'm trying to be calm because I was so angry, but you made something up like this and it's a mockery. It's not true. It's a joke, you know, and this is when I wrote Catherine looks like a clown. Yeah, but I also think Leva, she makes me think that this is true. Her actions. Really? Her, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. I did oh, yeah. not wait. Her, her just so irate and defensiveness. And it didn't even seem like she let it process it. When she when Craig told her that she went off immediately to where I thought she already knew that this was coming. It, it didn't sound like, wait, like what? Like, huh? Who? Like with who? Where would he have the time? She just automatically. I mean, to me, it was suspicious. So you have to a different... me. I thought. Yeah, you have a different perspective on this. You're saying that maybe Craig and Leva are standing up so hard for Cameron because it is true and they shouldn't be a part of the TV show. There's they're certainly not convincing me that it's not. <laughs> wow. Hot take. And by Cameron not being on the show. It also seems suspicious if that's her only reason I'd be. Listen, if you're if it's not plausible and it didn't happen, I would be like, OK, well, where is she? Like, come on. But, you know, her just jetting out and I don't know, something just, you know, I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't add up to me. So I think it, it actually gave me more of a window to be like, well, I don't know, maybe I should do some Googling. <laughs> like, like, Because, listen, uh. When would doctors have the time? I was raised by a doctor and all my friends' parents were doctors. Uh, they have beepers and they leave a lot. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not really, they do long hours, but um, it's hard with kids at home to keep track of them too much. I'm just saying like everyone has some sort of window. They're Wait, not imprisoned in your home. Doctors still have beepers? My dad still has a beeper. He lost it just last week. Where did he lose it? Yeah. Did he find it? Um, it was, uh, Ryan, it was eventually found in his shorts uh, the whole time. It's always the place where it's supposed to be. Um, and we, he looked in the oven. Another reason why I can't go home too soon. Like, just those kind of freak outs. <laughs> I will. But, I mean, there is the, um, the – I use this, like, sometimes I say it, and it, but it's completely real. If I could do a super cut of the amount of times I lose my remote in my bed where when I'm uh -huh. laying with it, when I'm laying with it, where I'm, yes. like – like slamming my like and i'm like and i i curse god i'm like oh you just oh you can't even let me have the remote can you you can't even have it and then i'm like backtracking i had to find a way to put a fire stick remote on my phone last week because i just thought it really legitimately disappeared it was in my mini fridge it was in my mini fridge oh my god you really put it that's because you're staying up editing too much yeah true very true uh but, to, to but nice... back to Lepa. I was so distracted. I feel so bad for them because they seem they seem like a great couple, beautiful family. And they just kept saying, I own this restaurant. And all I kept yeah. going, is it closed? Is it closed? That's, oh my God. Oh so God. you guys, Leva and her husband own like four restaurants in Charleston. And they, I mean, not like right. asshole bragging, but they were like, we are restaurateurs. We're, we've made the Charleston bar scene cool again. We brought New York and Miami to Charleston. And I was just like, fuh, this is not. I know. This is not good for these guys. It's going to be a whole different story, you know? I know. I felt really bad. I kept thinking, I wonder how diverse their portfolio is. Is it only restaurants? I was like, I hope is there's... Only... Yeah, I hope there's something essential in there, you know? What if, uh... what if they're like, and we own a couple movie theaters? <laughs> oh, God. 
Right. And we own a we own we own one of the most popular music venues in Charleston. Yeah. Um, we just uh, opened a trampoline park. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and we and a spa. Um, so uh, yeah, so this rumor about Peter sleeping with right. Madison is going around the party. Shep's like explaining it to somebody, and Madison sees Shep talking about it. So Madison really thinks Shep did this. Austin now is talking right. to Peter's wife, and the wife is like, "Hey, you should really watch who you date." Da da da, like saying something, but Austin that- genuinely doesn't know what she's talking about. And like, what what is she insinuating? Did she cut your husband in the middle of the night? Like, what what is she insinuating that just because someone you are fucking has reasons? Like, I like, think a lot of people have the misconception will? that when they get into a relationship, that their partners have had no previous sexual experience. Uh, I think that's that a, there's a misconception. It, yeah, I would. I mean. I don't know. I would be like, what's up, girl? That's isn't that funny <laughs> how things turn out? And um, also, if you really like, desensitize your to two things like you like Keith Raniere, they're just private parts. They're just private parts. You're giving them yeah. the added weight of it being meaningful. <laughs> Quit blocking yourself from accepting. Yeah. That kind of love. I'm right? starting a, a new female group called uh, Ross. Uh <laughs> The artist for Ryan and you know Ryan, was... I binged Nexium stuff last night. So whenever you oh, want to do it, like my God, did you did you watch Seduced too? I watched the finale last night. Seduced like is hours. so much better than The Vow, like in terms of information. I don't know because I I missed the volleyball. Well, no, they did have a little section about the volleyball. We found out where he played the volleyball at the town community center. We got to see that <laughs> in Seduced, where we didn't know where he was playing volleyball originally in the vow was very volleyball heavy and seduce was really just about india i guess feels like well i mean it was a good and and i was wondering like did the vow and seduce did they like barter on who got to tell which part of the story because like it like Catherine oxmer was like i'll be in the vow but i'm gonna really save a lot of the juice for india's documentary you know she got that ep credit or something yeah on, well and then like <laughs> i love that i mean I, cause I was getting a little tired of mark vicente and sarah so i was like excited to not have to like right. listen to nippy like, and all that shit <clears throat> Mark, I can only watch you break down and cry so many times. No, how, like, literally, he's like, how has my whole life been, like, how have I been suckered this whole life? Because he's, by the way, he was into something other weird before he got into the vow, too. Like, this guy loves to be a part of something weird, you know? I mean, it made it look like he's the only person that had been, like, emotionally traumatized. I was like, okay, well, 50% of people that get married get divorced, and they go through the same problem, same thing, Mark. Like, join a help group. Let's keep going. Yeah. So eventually, I think a lot of the Southern Charm cast would be great in Nixium, but... Uh, oh, yeah. So, who by the way... Who would run it? Who would be it? Who would be, who would be Keith? Would it be Chef? No, because they're He's, all lazy. There's nobody on here that could actually handle running a cult. There's nobody on this show, unless it was one of the females, that could do it. Like, I mean, the closest... There's, a, like, a, a dark... Like, a dark contender would be Michael, potentially, the butler... Like we don't know I, fully I his deal. You read my, you read my mind. Yeah. It's Michael. Yeah. Like we, they, Michael said some weird, like the stuff he says, like when he said the stuff to John Pringle, would be like, we're not a vodka house. That's dirty in the potatoes. No, we're a that. gin with the organic out of the earth. I was like, he, that's very interesting. Michael. He, it was like, he'd been personally victimized by vodka. Yeah, and as like, a Polish person, I took offense to that. 
Will you write to him on Instagram and say? It's well, a- he was just like, that comes from a t- potato from the ground and it's dirty. And then he was like, would you like an olive or an onion? And I was like, where the fuck do you think onions come from, Michael? And he was like, very good, sir. Um, yeah, I, I do got to say, I like the what he's doing with the crushed ice in the martini. Like, I thought that was yeah. a very nice touch. It looked like a really nice presentation. And it made me bummed that I didn't have a butler that says, is it is it is it cocktail hour, sir? You know, like, wouldn't that be dope if you're working? He's like, would you care for a cocktail hour, sir? And then he's like, would you like a bourbon sour or a, a gin martini? Like, that would be awesome if you just had th- somebody offering things, you know? Yeah, I uh, happy hour at my parents' house was at four o'clock, which was the only good thing about being there every day was that happy hour was at four o'clock and not five o'clock because uh, they go to bed so early it started at four um but when my, when people when somebody has like any uh, degree of like mixology or has been a bartender you can just see i'll light up like if you can make a proper martini or a proper like whatever sour like you you go up 10 like if john pringle could make every drink He'd be hot again. Well, I mean, yeah, well, maybe, but well, that, I mean, you're right though. Like I had friends, I have friends that had like a, uh, or like they were writers on a show and they, uh, had like a drink club where each writer, like they brought a different drink and prepared it and made it and taught people how to do it. And I was like, that's so fucking cool. But like, it's like cooking. Like I don't have the temperament or the, like, I'll be like, oh, okay. So you put the vodka in and like put some ice cubes and then you'll, uh, put some soda in there. And there you go. Like, I, that's where my, that's what I can handle. Like if I'm making the complicated drink myself, there's no pleasure in it for me. But if I'm drinking the made drink where somebody's like showed me what they're doing to make it, I love it. I appreciate it. I feel so fancy. But if I'm doing it, like I would not waste that time on myself, you know? Yeah, we can tell Ryan by the fact that you drink like what was that Sprite and Oh, no, my well it's called a it's called Your a spritzer? it's a man spritzer and what it is it's uh right this if you guys have a pen it's like uh Pinot Grigio or any kind of white wine, the wine that's clear and you put that in and like you'd like get a good healthy three-fourths pour, what we call a healthy pour and then you top it off with Diet Sprite. You can use Diet 7 up at all. It's a, just go a on. hair different and if you really want to go crazy Sometimes I've been at places where they'll have one of those lime bottles and I've sometimes squeezed a shot of that lime in there and that'll add a different flavor to it as well. I've also chosen to, if I don't have the Diet 7 Upper Diet Sprite, I've used Diet Hansen's and that's been a different taste. Uh, but basically it what all does the same. Diet Hansen's, it's like an organic soda, I think. Is it something you get at your fancy Ralph's place? No, they used California? to have it at Trader Joe's, but they... Uh, they didn't redo the deal with Hanson, so I haven't had that version of it in a while. But it's basically something that, like, I could do from my room without any fuss or muss, you know? That drink is so sad, though. It should be called the give up. Nope. I mean, nobody's going to argue that point. Like, I don't even know why. <laughs> like, just, nobody, nobody's just... thinking, nobody thinking, like, what a cool, what a cool drink he's making. Like, <laughs> nobody. It sounds like a desperation you've looked around your parents' house. You're like, I got some Diet Sprite some old Pinot Grigio. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm the, I'm, I'm the slower brother of Tom Sandoval, you know? Yeah. You should Let's see here. Cans of mixed drinks. Like the cans of like, uh, ranch water or the can. Oh, the, the bottles where it says ranch flavor, the sodas no, that taste no. like ranch. No, just like the mixed drinks. Like you can get a, like 
I don't know if they do like whiskey, margarita, and they like come in cans now. Well, I'm not. Come on, I still, I'm still an artist. I'm not gonna do that. You, know? like, I'm <laughs> you like, still create. You're yeah, still I'm a creative. I'm still a creator. Um, okay, so let's see. So basically, Madison's pit. Like everybody's pissed at each other. Right. I don't believe uh, Shep really meant to do this at all because. When we first saw them last episode, this couple was not mic'd up at all. And in this episode, right. all of a sudden, the girl got mic'd. So I think they slapped a mic on this lady. Like, they, somebody from the crew was like, get a mic on her now. But she didn't have a mic at the beginning in the first episode. So I thought that was interesting. Basically, Madison Shep, uh, Madison and Austin end up leaving the party. Um, and Austin's like, yeah, let's get out of here. Uh, this is where I wrote John Pringle's still not good looking. Shep makes a speech. <laughs> Shep makes a speech and thanks his girlfriend, which I thought was nice. Um, and then Austin is telling Madison what the girl was saying. He's like, it's so crazy. She's like saying like you like did all this. What? You know, like that you hooked up with this guy or something. And uh, that you that you fucked Peter. And then he's like, there's like a pause. And he's like, wait, did you? And she's like, I don't know what to say. And he's like, oh, Madison. I still don't, I don't know why they, they gave that lady a mic and she embarrassed herself by slut shaming another woman. Way to go lady. And then also just being so self-conscious. It's like, you guys are together, right? Everyone's happy. Yeah. What is happening? What is the problem? So what, what is this 1999? We're like, what? You've had another partner. And what? by the way, from what I hear about Austin and all these guys going around the world touring with each other, they've hooked up with a lot of <laughs> randoms, you know, like, so, uh, yeah, uh, we get to the next scene. Craig's in a, like, they're just doing clips. Craig's in a business meeting saying that like, we're in Wayfair, Bed Bath and Beyond. Great. <laughs> um, we get a new scene, Leva and her son, new scene. John Pringle walks in and orders a hangover special at a, some place, uh, Catherine's at her house, wants to get her kids back into her house as soon as possible. And we land in Madison's house where Austin and her are in bed. Her bed frame is like, what is, is that a real bed? Like that's so, looks so stupid. There was just a metal frame, like, like a tall metal frame. There was no like curtains yeah, I'm on it. Not, I'm not a fan of the metal frame beds. I like upholstered, uh, cause I slam my head a lot just cause I'm clumsy, but I don't know. But like what She's I don't dead. even know like it, you just all of a sudden go like that it's like a gigantic metal structure that doesn't I don't know it just I don't know what the is that just something to look at? I don't I just made no sense to me. It feels very southern to me. Like they like ironwork. I don't know where I'm going with this, but it it I can barely remember it cuz I was not shocked. Okay, so <laughs> the basically thing is that they're in a like still tip of like I can't believe you slept with that guy and we got ambushed and blah 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 and and Austin walks outside defiantly. Madison comes out and like, hey babe, it only matters what we what we think of each other and we work so hard to be together because we love each other. And uh, they both in that scene were like, I love you. Like, come hug me. No, hug me. Hug me. And they like they're fine, you know. Yeah, he he needs her to sell that beer. I don't know what he was getting at. She she could fuck half of Charleston. He needs her to sell that beer, from what we can tell. Yeah. So he better just get on board. Um, so yeah, they're, they're, they're going to be fine guys. Do not worry. Uh, now we're at Shep's place and his girlfriend is making a bloody Mary and 
he's really living the life, man. Shep's sleeping in his uh, tuxedo shirt. They uh, right. Shep's girlfriend is with uh, her dog and with with his dog, and they go in and wake Shep up. And they're he's, she's like, "Come drink a bloody mary with me, and let's eat cheese and bacon." Which I'm just like. Man, like, why do the winners get to keep winning? Or why do losers keep winning? Like, Shep gets to go around, like, having people make Bloody Marys and, like, cheese and bacon for him. That's amazing. She is setting a dangerous precedent with that because he's going to expect Bloody Marys in bed and that kind of treatment for the entirety of the relationship, which we know usually girls do that at the beginning. And then it goes a little bit down. You get a little bit more comfortable. But I think Shep likes being catered to, so she better keep that up. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so now we're back to, so, oh yeah. So we already did Madison's. That was like a little thing about Shep's life being cute. Um, so then we're in a scene with Catherine and, uh, what's her name? Uh, the blonde girl that we were talking about earlier. Danny, Danny, sorry, the blonde girl, Catherine and Danny. And they are talking about Shep's girl and they're like, she's young. She's really young. And like, I talked to her and she doesn't even make him put a title on it, which I mean, that's like girlfriend, right? Uh, I guess I can barely remember that girl's face or name. I, she's so like, Chef's not... girlfriend. Yeah. I, I kind of glaze over. Does she, does she seem to take an impression on anyone else? She, she doesn't really se- well, jump off. from what I hear that, what the show tells us, Shep says she's that kind of person that nobody has a problem with. And everybody just kind of immediately loves. I I, mean, I have, oh, I, I, one of my best friends has a wife like that where she's just really cool and nice and everybody likes her, you know, I don't know. So, but what uh, is the husband like? Is the husband an, a crazy philanderer like Shep? No, no, he's actually awesome. I don't know. So, yeah, that's me because they are compatible. They're both kind of. Yeah, that's true. They're both cool special. People. Yeah. See, that kind of girl with Shep, I feel like he's just going to cheat on her because he's going to get bored. He's going to be distracted by a shiny object. Yeah. Shiny boobs. Um, <laughs> which is probably butt. why he hates Madison so much. Madison! 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 Um, so th- they're pretty much like talking shit of like, well, get ready. Shep's going to run. He's not able to sacrifice anything for anybody. As soon as he feels cornered, he's going to say peace out. Danny's like, I've tried with him. And I'm like, sorry, Danny, you're not. Yeah, I don't think you're in the same league as his girlfriend, you know? Uh, Danny just seems to have like a, an emotional baggage, like aura around her. You know what I mean? Like, did you just say she's magic? What are you (laughs) like? What are you, how are you watching these shows? This girl is young and fun probably because she has less baggage and like Danny's kind of been put through the ringer. I I don't want to disparage that Danny's not a pretty accomplished girl, but she just looks like someone that's carrying around a bunch of baggage. Um, (laughs) And that girl seems, you know, like young and fun, which is what Shep wants to pretend he is. So yeah. Okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, So (laughs) he goes, uh, this is when we find out Catherine made out with John Pringle. Like he's like, he was talking about his divorce. We still kissed. He kissed me more than once, three times. And I'm like, what kind of kissing was this? Was it like, and then talk a little bit and then another, cause I thought like when doesn't kissing go like, I, I don't, it's been a while, but it isn't kissing go like kiss, 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 kiss. <laughs> and then you like look at each other and then you kiss, 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 kiss. And then like somebody kisses the neck and then you kiss, kiss, kiss. But it's like, I don't know. Like you're, are you having full conversations in between the kissings, you know, like, well, divorce happened. I mean, you know? I mean, Ryan, we're counting, we're counting. Cause then we're going to tell our friends, which is exactly what she did. 
But then, like, so but like, I feel like he, but like, he did a real long kiss. Like, there was one really right. long kiss that lasted a minute. Then we said something, and then he kissed me for what seemed like thirty. Like, I would want more specifics if you're just gonna take three kisses. Like, what is it? Oh, tongue were, kissing? Is it tongue kissing? Is you it neck mad. kissing? Is it like a peck on the cheek? What kind of kissing was it? Was it hot? Was there boob touching? Was there, you know, was it grazing of privates? Wow, Ryan, you got to get out more. Yeah, it's like quarantine, quarantine. <laughs> so uh, Catherine goes, Pringle seems like a really nice guy, but I don't feel like I met my husband. Um, and then this girl out of nowhere and acts all proud about it, says a couple months ago her and Thomas hooked up again. Acts like Thomas is some prize still. Like she's like, yeah, we did it a couple months ago. I'm like, girl, why would you ever be admitting this on television of all things? I don't. It makes her um, seem it, it makes her seem insane. I'm sorry. I it mean, does. like you guys talked about about the first episode, there was absolutely no reason for Thomas to have been in that scene in the first episode. It was not applicable to the episode. It made no sense. And that is strike one bravo. I swear to God, you put Thomas Ravenel on my screen two more times, I will burn it to the ground. Well, like, I feel like this was like a half a time because they talked about him in terms of a sexual uh, situation of something that Catherine knows good and well she should not be messing with. And she acted like she was all cool and like, look at me. Look. Oh, you want to know who I had sex with? I just thought it was gross. Um, I think she's just she's got all kind. You There's a okay, lot of I issues there. She, she's, I shouldn't have spoken about Danny with baggage because then you turn around and look at Catherine and think it's real Jesus baggage. Christ. Well, no, Danny has, like, as a real person, there's, like, real person baggage. Catherine has reality show baggage. Catherine has reality star baggage. I mean, it's it's a lot of toxic. I I don't know that much about, because I've not been to therapy um, due to lack of... uh, Money? Trying. uh, Trying. But um, she, just her being like a, basically a child having child with some old man and then the trauma and then the drugs. I'm just like, I, I can't even pretend to know where she's coming from. It's too much. It's, it's like, I, I don't know where you, then you got like the inheritance from the house and the Calhouns and the Ravenel. Like it, it, it's just too much. <laughs> she's like, she looks more emotionally battered than someone three times her age. So then we have a new scene with Whitney, Craig, and Austin meeting up for dinner. And they're just right. like, I guess it's like bro time. But Whitney's like, hey, you guys live together. You guys should have pillow fights. <laughs> Whitney's just such a nerd. He's like, hey, you guys should date. And Austin lets us know about the Charleston food and wine. Uh, his trop up here. Uh, the beer's doing great and merch. Uh, it's in two of the highest volume bars. And I was like, not for long, Austin. I hope you have right. that merch. Yeah. Um, Did you enjoy when Patricia was like banging two bars in Charles? Yeah, Char- that's a great, that's a great Patricia. <laughs> Say, do it again. Yeah, she was, I love the way she just shit on. She was like, he's like, you know, Austin's, uh, when Whitney was trying to be like, no, I care about this man child's trop hot beer. And she was like, Whitney, um, you know being in two bars in Charleston. See, now you say it and I can't do it, but (laughs) it's real. That was really good. Cause she's basically saying that's not a man's job. You know, like that's not like, uh, John Pringle is a man. Austin's a boy. You know, I'm like, why don't you fucking date John Pringle then? Cause he's like, I, like, I, I, you know what that's like? I am better looking to women over 60. Like I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat 
dare I say, sexy to older women, like 60. Boy toy uh, material? Not boy toy, but I'm, I'm a handsome young man. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, okay, we go to Leva's house. Um, we go to Leva's house, uh, and we meet her husband. We find out, like we said earlier, that they own a lot of the big bars in Charleston. Bars. Um, they're both, I like when people like when I, when I met Lamar, he was a wolf I could run with. I love when people describe their partners as like, like an animal they can run with. I always, I always yeah, get tickled by that. Like, I wonder if anybody's like, cool. I found, I found a sloth I can lay with, with, with me, you know, that just already tells me like. That's their couple people, and I would never hang out with them. No, it's and, like those. And also, you wonder, like, just like, oh man, it seems like you guys are always moving, and I just, I don't, I'm not there for it. Cute son, though. Um, then we have a new oh, scene. Beautiful, and their younger photos. I was like, damn, that's a hot couple. Yeah, like age gets to but, everybody, um, you know. And also, I'm very suspicious of anyone who owns something called Republic. Those are always douchey places. There's a Republic in every, in every city. city. Like, it's not every even... Every city, and they're always just fucking douchebag. Like, maybe they're jokes on me, and they're the best money grabbers, but they're usually not sustainable. Nope. Then we get a workout scene with Shep, nope. Craig, and Austin. Like, Shep's really turning a new leaf, you guys. He's working yeah. out. Austin comes in, all this stuff. Like, And Austin is is kind of saying like, Hey, you, you know, I wish I didn't show up to my buddy's party and look like a goddamn fool again. Cause you set me up. And he's like, I'm not trying to set anyone up, dude. I wish I didn't know that info. And Shep goes, I feel bad. And I apologize. And Craig's like, I've never seen Shep apologize before. And it really neutralizes Austin. Even Austin's like, Oh, Oh, you apologize. Okay. Yeah. Well, I have a booth at the Charleston Wine and Mixer or whatever. He invites her to use like, but Madison's going to be there, so don't ruin my big day. So just one apology. Like, Shep really is turning a corner, and good things happen when you apologize, I guess, you know? No, good things happen when you get a publicist is what he obviously did after last season because he is meticulously, methodically turning this image around because, I mean— he was a disaster last season, and I know he saw it. I think he's self-reflective enough to have seen what a fucking dick he was last season. So I think he's just putting in the work. He's like, I'm going to get a girlfriend. I'm going to show the check. dog. Check. I'm going to apologize. Check. Going to look check. less bloated check. and sweaty. Yeah, like, so, you know, so so now we're at Patricia's house. Whitney is pouring some wine. He's like aerating some wine like an asshole. <laughs> and Michael's making his gin martini. And, uh, you know, Patricia's like, John Pringle's coming over. John Pringle comes over. He's in all denim. So's Whitney. He's like, hey, Whitney's like, hey, we're wearing the same same outfit. <laughs> like, he's such a nerd. And um, they're giving me those uh, California vibes with their denim on denim because they both live there. And it's like, we get it, guys. Sorry, guys. Mumford & Sons is already full. Next next band, please. Um, we, Try Kings of Leon. Yeah, yeah. Maybe local natives need somebody. Um, the uh, We learn a little history about Charleston. Uh, John Pringle's dad lived in the Battery. Uh, Patricia's house used to be a library, and, and John Pringle's dad used to come over here. Uh, very small town, so this stuff matters. We find out he's an en- energy derivative clerk on the trading floor, and Patricia's like, I admire that's a working job. I'm like, I could, it's a working job. Like, I would ask to see papers. I would, I mean, can I see I some papers? That's a, that's a job and title only. I don't know. I, I'm not sophisticated enough to know because I, um, like most of America, don't have the money 
to constantly play the market or whatnot. Um, <laughs> I'm too busy uh, shopping because the worms that we're, we're all going to burn this, this country is going to burn in what a couple years or a couple months or a couple well, weeks. Kate, so. it was good having you. We, uh, it was what a, what a great appearance. Uh, no. So, uh, you Can know, you tell it's gotten to me, the drinking, yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's all one. Everybody's just threadbare. Um, we find out that ugly John Pringle lost all his suits and lost all of his suits in the divorce. He goes, it's devastating not being with my kids. My family support is here. And this is when I wrote, he's ugly as sin. He goes, I'm a much better co-parent when I'm happy. I'm like, no shit, dude, but it's not about you being happy. It's you got to be a good parent whenever you're happy, you're sad. These kids can't be like, well, dad's happy. So I got raised this year, you know? Well, what's, I mean, how how thick is the money in his family? Is he able to fly out every week? It's girthy. Every yeah. other weekend? Um, uh, I don't know. We didn't get to, I yeah, didn't ask you him. You need to look at, look at the net wealth of, you know, because obviously people don't just get generations, you know, in Charleston, it's because they're keeping their wealth or whatnot, right? Yeah. So I'm wondering, is it just really easy for him to go back and forth or is he really deadbeat dad central? Yeah, or is he not allowed around his kids? I, you know, we, right. or, these yeah. are things we're going to find out. But, um, but he, uh, but Patricia start trying to stir trouble. He's like, what do you think of Madison? He's like, beautiful, but he, but she's with Austin. He goes, not for long. Madison. Ooh, and ooh. he goes, and then he like, then he goes uh, about like, well, he has a beer company. He's like, Madison deserves Budweiser. He's only in three stores. Like if I ever, That's if so you classic. ever been like mad, like, <laughs> like I was like trying to think of like what I like, Ryan deserves a Stella Trois cider, you know, like what kind of beer you would deserve. Um, Anyways. I don't even think Madison would mind that because she just wants her to. She would probably laugh at that, but Austin, we probably know, is going to be really pissed when he hears that. Madison. Um, oh yeah. We're He's now we're, we're now at the big event. We're at the Charleston oh. Food and Wine Festival. Huge opportunity to showcase this beer, you guys. Craig comes Huge. early. Craig's like, I like your merch, and he goes, I, Craig goes, I hate the word merch. I also hate the word merch, but I love merch. I love a yeah. good merch booth. Any chance I can live in some kind of pop culture moment with merch, I always like. There are events where I'm like, I remember going to the Countess Luann shirt show in LA, and she didn't have a merch booth, and I was like, what a dumb wasted opportunity! What a dumb wasted, wasted opportunity. Um, Madison, comes, I bought merch last night. What'd you like, buy merch? You know, you just- um, I bought some wonderful Four Seasons landscaping out of Philadelphia oh! t-shirts where it is uh, gr- gritty, the Philadelphia mascot <laughs> on a lawnmower, um, and, and the money goes to help the Senate race in uh, um, I want, Georgia. I want one of those. Oh, I got to get one of those. That's like, that sounds awesome. Um, I cannot wait to walk around with my Four Seasons uh... landscaping. <laughs> It's like it's yeah, because like only a special breed of people will know what that is. But I was like the idiot that bought like a winning shirt with Charlie Sheen back when he was having a meltdown. Like I was like, it, you know, I've just got to. Ryan, that's dark. Oh, I can't. Yeah, I don't. I can't trust myself with money. Um, 
Cat, <laughs> Catherine walks up, immediately looks like a clown again. And I don't mean like what she's doing with her life, but she legitimately looks like a bright clown. Like I'm like, whoa. Are you just talking about like the over bronzing or do you not like the, the, the Jessica, the orange hair, the bronze, it, the whole thing is just like a, it's a very big choice. And it, is it, it just like, it works the less poor man's Dorit. Well, even more. Yeah. But it works less in the daytime than in the right, nighttime. Yeah. It, it's harsh at a beer festival. I'll yeah. say. By the way, Catherine goes, I don't like beer, but I'll try this. And she chugs the taster beer yeah. and then immediately wants another one. I'm just like, what a way to show that you're with, like, I mean, Catherine, I mean, yeah. g- g- congratulations to Catherine for <clears throat> at least, like, knowing you're on a, re- like, she's being entertaining, but just, it's it's scary entertaining. It's like Amanda right, Bynes it entertaining. Was, it was only rehab for weed, Ryan. She can drink as much as she wants. Remember, it was just weed. <laughs> that's what she claimed. Remember, that's what she claimed her rehab yeah, oh, yeah. for, which I'm... I'm still confused by that. I just i I've not known a lot of people to have that much of a marijuana problem to need treatment for it. Yeah, um, I mean, this is a cocaine city where I live. So, but <laughs> wow, wow, what a what an admission! What a what an admission on the pod. Um, so, <laughs> uh, you know, John Pringle comes. John Pringle always looks like he's like shy coming into scenes. Like I'm like, I do not know how this guy wound up on TV. He's like, Hey everybody. Hey, how's everybody doing? You ever look good. Okay. Okay. Like, it's just like, I don't know what your personality. I really don't like this guy. I really don't like this guy. Do not like I, this guy. I can tell Ryan. How do you really feel? Um, anyways, this all leads up to Shep finally coming halfway through this thing. And Shep immediately starts talking to Madison and Austin's like, Madison, Shep, do not do this. Like, I asked you not. Um, don't do this. Uh, Whitney's there in a horrible leather jacket. Uh, just a god-awful leather jacket. Um, what are you going to do? But basically, Shep does the same thing, and he apologizes to Madison. He's apologizes. He offers that olive branch, and she's like, okay, but we got we to gotta stop doing this. We tend to do this too much. We got to stop it. And... That I mean, they they do, and and Austin's like, you guys, and they're like, no, it's good, it's good, we made up. Um, but they've... I've always thought Madison handles every conversation with Shep. I feel like she owns him every time because she never really loses her composure, and she really seems over it before it even begins. Yeah, like, but I I was kind of she, you know, in a talking head, Madison goes, I always win conversations with Shep, I always, you know, and I'm like, I don't necessarily agree with that but i'm glad she thinks so i don't think there's any winners when you're both you know weird i would kind of agree with it because he seems to get more worked up and more frazzled well he's not used to being called out on anything right so i just think you know i do think he thought she was just poor white trash and that he could use his vocabulary and i think he really realized he can't always pull that shit and he learned in the off season i love it I love it. I love it. Um, so basically everything is going to be okay with these guys, supposedly. Um, and it's a huge day for uh, Trop Hop. Um, Trop Hop. Uh, Trop Hop merch. You know, even Shep uh, is made to buy a hat. But Shep also lets Madison know, hey, at the end of the day, he's my friend and I don't want him to be hurt. If you don't like him, please let him go. So like Shep even throws it in at that point, like still, you know. I thought that was a fair 
like Hail Mary friend move because then Shep always has that to fall back on. He was like, he can always tell Austin, like, I begged, you know, if this all goes down in flames and, you know, she dumps him horribly, he can say, you know, I try my best to be a good friend. I don't know. I, I didn't really take offense to it. I thought, Hey, yeah, shoot your shot. Like if you don't really love them, like, can we just stop this madness? I mean, but nobody's ever done that. I've been like, okay, you're right. Okay, I got to break up with you. You know, like that nobody's ever been like, oh, great point. Yeah, she just leaves the merch table. Yeah, sorry. Takes off her hat. And do you notice like this <laughs> drop hop hat and the drop hop and, and the vest and whatever else she's wearing, which she probably did what? 99% of those sales that day from what we're seeing. Yeah, they say Madison's an amazing saleswoman. She's like, do you let me, can I interest you into some drop hop? And I guess that's like a, a great saleswoman, you know? I mean, I find her and Craig to have the best, like, pizzazz. Like, I think Craig selling those pillows with, like, girls coming well, no, up no, to no, the no, booth. no, 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 no. Craig's salesmanship and pizzazz is his face. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Girls literally, like, that's when, when good-looking guys can string sentences together, all of a sudden they're, like, fucking Bill Gates. They're like, oh, my God, like, this guy has it all. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> so, Austin. But then you throw a patchy beard in there and you hate him. I'm just saying, like, let's see you without the beard, bro. Let's see you out. What do you got without the beard? Let's see you. Because even with the beard, even with the patch, even if that pa- even if that patch of beard was filled in, would not make a lick of difference. I'm just saying he <laughs> has a patchy beard. I'm not saying it makes him ugly. He makes himself ugly. Um, so <laughs> Shep finds also Shep. I love Shep trying in every scene to like show us that he is well read. He's like, man, this is like the cold war between the Russia and the U S like, I'm like, Ooh, Shep is letting us know. He knows basic American history. You know, Shep loves a teachable moment. Yeah. I mean, he likes to be a walking thesaurus for everyone else and likes to assert his intelligence. It is his one card that he likes. Wait, wait, is probably more well read. Is the, is thesaurus the word for an STD? What is thesaurus? (laughs) <laughs> I'm, jo- I'm joking. I know what a thesaurus is. I'm joking. <laughs> oh, I got the I got thesaurus from Shep. Um, that's the end of the the episode, you guys. It, I I mean, yeah. I think it's fun talking about the episode with you, but overall, I don't think this was like a amazing no. episode. You know, it was like a made up fight, a little bit more slut shaming. Um, you know, one of Southern Charm's favorite, but um. I mean, I feel like they could have maybe gone in on the Leva Catherine conversation more. They could have made that more dramatic. I feel, that but I feel, been better. I feel we're going to get that though. You I feel like so? I like, feel like they're set. They're setting foundation from which to launch. Do you think? Do you? Does Cameron? Do we know? Does she ever make an appearance? Or I don't think she does. I don't think people? she does. See again, I'm gonna say suspicious. Oh, it's suspicious. all of course it's suspicious. But I mean, that's the shit that I like. The show behind the show is starting to be better than the show. And it was like this with Ooh. Vanderpump Rules too. And I think that's like right. when you have to start being careful, you know? I mean, I guess if she didn't sign anything, I guess to be on this season, I wonder if she'll make any sort of public statement or whatnot. But I'm just saying, I mean, it's coming back to her, them putting. Cr- Catherine through the ringer. Catherine's out for blood. She doesn't give a fuck. No, she doesn't. And I think that's, I mean, it's good for us, but bad for her personally, you know? Yeah, but I mean, 
I mean, I think Catelyn's got bigger fish to fry when we get to these uh, monuments coming down and the um, the the emoji conversation they keep <laughs> yeah, yeah. teasing us with, which looks insane. And anytime someone says like, "I'm the least racist," like, no, no, every, you all have some sort of inherent racism to a certain degree. That's what 2020 has been all about: is confronting that. If you can't even admit a little bit of it, yeah. Then you're not willing to put the work in yeah. and I don't want to, I'm going to be mad if she just turns a blind eye to the inherent things that she was taught. Yeah. I saw, you know, just, just by, you know, it's not, you just, I mean, just like call a spade a spade and let's all. So you're going it, to continue to watch this though, right? Yes. Yes. Unless they keep showing Thomas and his fucking white jeans. I swear to God, I'll turn it off. Um, yeah, I don't need to watch that, somebody. Really... I don't need to like literally see their asshole when I look at them in jeans. No, like they're so tight. Were... I see the imprint of everything, you know. And you were talking about white jeans. I was screaming through my earbuds. Um, I live. There are so many men in white jeans. Is like the heart of this city. Like oh, I man. swear to God, I see men in white jeans all day, every day for like a six month span. That's just, it's just that's disgusting. I, I don't think that's I even acceptable. I mean. I, I don't, there's not even a joke there. I just don't think it's acceptable. I no. think it's like, it sure is really a poor taste of class. Like it's just not, um, yeah. I don't trust. Now those you know why I drink. Yeah. Wait, is that specifically why? <laughs> just so many white jeans. <laughs> um, and the fact that I'm not brave enough to wear white jeans because I know they would look bad, especially oh, if my I don't want to draw. Weight. I don't. I don't want to draw attention to my legs ever. You know, like so I'm not like I. I hate to say this, and this is like, but like some. <laughs> Sometimes if I ever see somebody in a wheelchair, I'm like lucky because like they don't you never like you never you're looking at like how big their legs are because, you know, like. Right. Because you have that cankle trauma, right? I don't have cankle. I don't have cankles, but I have big thighs and very muscular calves. I don't like my thighs and my calves. And, you know, like that's a very and I would love the opportunity to go through life with like a blanket over my waist because I think from the top up, I think it's normal. I think when you go to the bottom, that's when it gets. And by the way, guys, I'm joking. I do not mean I'm not right. making fun of Hannah. I'm sorry. It's a bad joke. But sometimes I do think that, like, it would be nice not to have to anybody to look at my legs, you know? See, well, I don't because my legs are my best feature. So I, I have the opposite problem. Uh, but <laughs> so I try to I try to distract and only show my legs. So that's a funny. Um, well, what a opposite. tomato, tomato, right? Like it all it takes all Toma- kinds. We, basically, it takes all if, you kinds. if you don't hate your body, are you really living? Well, um, come on. <laughs> so Kate <Lagenko laughs> does it again. Uh, Kate, we can find you at middle Kate and at middle Kate 48 on TikTok, I believe 49, 49. Sorry guys, man. Uh, that middle Kate 48 on, uh, on TikTok just got a lot <laughs> yeah. of followers. Like we're, where did I get this flood yeah, of followers? A, <laughs> um, yeah, we're in a beef. You know, it's so funny. I, I write sometimes like when I'm trying to be productive, I'll all of a sudden make a new list. And I made a list of like people I want to meet and visit someday. And you were at the top of the list. So hopefully that can happen uh. someday. Well, hopefully I didn't like ruin it with the white jeans comment. Um, but I do. Why do you think I'm going to like show up with white jeans? Like, no, you're just going to, you like fly into Dallas one day and you just see all the white jeans and you're like, I can't even uh, drink. This is terrible. <laughs> but well, I may come to California first. I'm oh, good. I yes. California. I mean, there are things open now. So um, thank you uh, so much for doing this. Please come on the show. I mean, you're always welcome on the show. So, um, but I really appreciate this. 
can't wait for the next episode uh, and the next slut shaming fight on Southern Charm. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. Bye. there if that okay Betches.